Ladies and gentlemen, this is a public service announcement. Brought in part to you by Pass the Ox. <laughs> yeah, highlight. Don't forget the real though. Yeah, yeah. I bet you won't turn me up. What's that you bumping? It ain't vibing hard enough. No, hey, no. Check my playlist, guaranteed you ain't here talk. From the indies to the mainstream, bringing all the stuff. Music talks for the Wayne and Janine. Run it up. Run it, run it. Pass that ox. Pass that ox. Back on the scene, the Wayne and Janine. I'm bringing the facts, they know what I mean. Music comparisons, yeah, it's embarrassing. Up in the Ford, I feel like I'm Harrison. God dang, I ain't heard that theme in a long time. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the greatest audio podcast of all audio podcasts. That's right. You heard it. One, two, three. Ladies and gentlemen, going down for the count. It is Pass the Season two, baby. You gotta you gotta make that known. It's season two up in this thing. Yes, season sir. two, 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 two. Happy 2021, ladies and gentle gents. <laughs> we are back in this thing. You know what I'm saying? What's happening to my panel? Wait a minute before I actually ask them that question. Let me introduce them because, well, you might be a new listener to this thing. So if you're new to season two and you're new to Pass the Ox, well, first of all, how you doing? Welcome. 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 You know what I'm saying? Nonetheless, it's about time, time, right? Yeah, it took you long enough. But still, welcome to season two. Welcome to Pastor Ox. It's your boy, Dwayne, your favorite neighborhood mediator, slash podcast exquisitionaire. You know what I'm saying? Add that one to the list. You already know. Anyway, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) I am joined by the one the only, the queen of Clatchet, the also Clatchet, and you already know Miss Bougie Thuggin sipping on a little something I called the blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is Miss Janine. Hey, it's so, it feels so good to be back. It feels it? so great to be back. I'm so excited to reconnect. Yes, yes I know. Have to add season two, yes. Oh, such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful experience, isn't it? I know. I've missed you guys, man. Yes. It's been gosh. Way too long, man. I'm <laughs> telling you. It's like, gosh. You know, man, shout out to them little uh, season breaks. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to have those. But still, the holidays, man, they'll do that to you. Nonetheless, I can't forget my right-hand man, my brother from another, the hardest-working man in show business. He already know, you know, even though he uh, might kind of not be in the best, best, the best of moves, you know, you know, that Celtic Green Pride lost today. So, you know, I know I'm, I know he's feeling it just a little nah, bit, a little bit. Nah, nah he's good? Okay, he's good. good. Okay, it's yeah. a good check. He's good, yeah. he's good, he's good. All right, yeah, all right. My Celtics so, don't treat me like my Eagles do. I'm good. <laughs> so he's good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, well, you already know him as the extraordinary, you already know the critique of artiste and the hardest working man in show business, the one, the only, Derek. What's up, sir? What's going on? What's going on? 
it is great to be back. It has been a little while since we've we've uh, we've given them a, a, a great show. <laughs> I know, like so much as seems has happened since yeah. the last time we met and recorded. Peoples, yeah, so many projects, so many ideas, so many you know Some stuff. Artists got pardoned. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, pardoned. Go figure. Hey, man. It's been a wild, wild time, but yeah, it's good to be back. It is good to be back. The world needed past the ox, don't you think? I sure think so. Agreed. Ah, Sure. And well, here we are, ready to not disappoint you people. That being said, let's get into the segment that we already know how we kick it off. So again, if you're new to the show, we always kick this thing off with a little segment we like to call What's In Your Ears. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, we're bringing that back this year. Okay. Um, you know, some some things change and some things don't. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But uh, what's been in my ears? All right. Oh, man. <laughs> I've been kind of all over the place. I want to say I've been revisiting Goody Mob. I've been revisiting Old School Outcast. Um, I got introduced to this artist, um, Akeem Ali, who is super dope. Um, but as far as like whole projects, nothing new. I have just really been getting into the Tiana Taylor's last album, the album. Yeah. It was a good first listen. I don't know if it's the weather. I don't know if it's, I don't know what's happening, but it was just hitting harder. And I've been listening to that pretty heavy. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, so, you know, of course my regular is J. Cole. Um, that's no secret. I listen to him almost every week. No, I listen to him every week, almost kind of almost every day. But um, Chris Brown, I've I found myself listening to Chris Brown, uh, Chris Brown a lot over the last week, and I don't know why. But I've been playing, you know, especially the, the his his older uh, projects. Like I don't know why, but I've been, those have been on repeat. Um, uh, Jasmine Sullivan's EP. <sighs> Let's talk about it. See, I was Fire. saving mine for the other segment, but Uh-oh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. No, 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 we'll it's save fine. It. No, no, we'll save it. We'll no save it. We, no let's save it. We, we can save, save it. it. We, we can, can save, save it. it. Oh no, yeah. let's save that juiciness. Let's let's save, save it. that juiciness. So I just say I've been listening. I've listened to it. A couple of times um but uh also uh, i've been on that black uh kick as well um been listening to a lot of him and uh miguel those those mm. two uh, those those i don't know why i'm in this i, I get into that r b mode a lot not actually over the last year or two it hasn't been a lot as as it normally would be but it's I'm getting back into that groove and I'm I'm actually I'm actually gonna say that that was thanks to Jasmine. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna give that credit to her because I don't know why. I, I just hadn't hadn't like been in that mode a lot recently, but 
Yeah, R and B's. Jasmine, I think Jasmine and Ari Lennox are. Uh, I'll just save it. I'll just save it. I'll save it. But yeah, <laughs> R and B is is not dead. <laughs> Never. No, it was Never. dying. That thing was on its last leg. But I think I think these black queens have, have saved it. Okay. All right. I see these black queens have saved it. You know what I'm saying? Oh. <laughs> you know how it goes. Yeah, it's see. all good. <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all, you already know, man. Uh, your boy. Whoo! Okay, so I've been on some Wale hard, um, old school Wale. Um, I've been on his mixtapes, More About Nothing. Uh <laughs> literally a mixtape about nothing yeah. uh you know and just uh a couple of other things interesting fact that i didn't really realize or know and i'm trying to understand how this man didn't keep these guys under his roster i had no clue j cole and wale was under sean carter's label you didn't know that heck no i didn't know that yeah yeah, that's that's when um that's how I knew Cole was. I didn't know Wale was the same time Cole was. Now that I didn't know it was at the same time. Yeah, apparently so they, they were on. He leave, he leave Rock Nation and go to uh, MMG. I'm assuming so. I'm gonna assume because uh, Rock Nation was definitely, or I should say, uh, Maybach was exactly what catapulted him on that mainstream sense. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, ultimately, uh, it seems that way, you know. Um, that I didn't know, me either. So that's why I'm just like, that's interesting, huh? Wonder if that guy kicks himself in the foot sometimes, just you know, like, dang, I had two of the most talented artists under my roster. What, what projects? What, what did he do under Rock Nation? Well, his mixtapes, uh, more about nothing, okay. uh, mixtape about nothing. Those were all with his time under Rock Nation. Those, those to me, um, his mixtapes were his most complete projects. I agree. I agree. Um, you know, funny thing about my mixtape journey, as I told you guys, thanks to uh, Derek for putting yeah. me onto that Datpiff uh, yes, mobile sir. app. You know what yes, I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> and going back and listening to him. One thing I really appreciate, and this is why I, I myself as an artist is definitely uh, about to step back into this mixtape bag because of the fact that, uh, you know, there is more creative freedom on mixtapes, man. You know, you feel pressured to try to make hits uh, with albums. And I actually learned this, which I'll talk to you guys a little bit more about later. Um, because while we were on our hiatus, I was catching up on a Netflix series, um, evolution of hip hop. And so there was a, there was a portion where it talked about 50 cent and how he kind of took off, uh, when he was on his rise and how, before he actually hit mainstream, he was kind of killing it in the mixtape scenes, which created the mixtape era. And how next thing I know, every artist was basically creating mixtapes, putting out mixtapes, making revenue off mixtapes. DJs and artists was just, make, you know, basically killing it more than albums were killing yes. it. And to the yes. point where the FBI had to step in and darn near was arresting DJ Drama and Cannon, you know, and all of them. So wow. it was like, 
you know, just because they were that they got arrested. Yeah. yeah. They remember. were that threatened. Dijon mixtapes are legendary. Yeah. yeah. And they were that, the FBI was that threatened by the power of the mixtape. You know what so, I'm saying? Let me ask you this. Um, if artists can make money off of mixtapes, how is it uh, regulated in terms of not going into that, sh- that, that, that lane of copyright infringement? Because there are a lot of mixtapes where, where artists you know, you borrow somebody else's beat. Yeah, yeah. it's not—it's not an issue with copyright infringement with that, but it is when it's a—it's a mainstream album. You know, that's very interesting because uh, generally, mixtapes they were talking about were in like swap meets, you know, like Canal Street in New York, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously, that's what you would call under the table money, technically. Mm-hmm. In a right. way, it was right. kind of like under the table money, essentially, but it got so FBI big came. because of, <laughs> yeah, it, but it got so big because of word We're of mouth. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And see, with the word of mouth, obviously it blew up. But yeah. See, here's the thing, as they mentioned in Evolution of Hip Hop, which like I said, I'll talk to you guys more about because like I said, all of those series was was really good, but specifically just off covering this mixtape portion. Uh they mentioned the fact that at the time when the physical CDs stopped because of the law enforcement getting in the, in the process and shutting down all these warehouses and all these places where mixtapes were sold, basically mixtapes became a thing where it was like, okay, that's cool. You can stop it, but you can't stop it because then online mm-hmm. mixtapes became a thing mm-hmm. and they're still a thing, you know? Sure. So sure. even now, you can't stop a mixtape online yeah. thanks to streams, yeah. you know? And so you may not make the same revenue that you did make with the physical copies, mm-hmm. but you blow up, you so, blow up, man. So how, well, how does the whole payment thing work then? Generally for mixtapes these days online, unless you're doing it through a band camp mm-hmm. or something like that, you won't make revenue off of a mixtape. Uh, as you know, with DatPiff, a lot of times you can charge on DatPiff for your mixtape to be sold if you want. Mm-hmm. But generally, most people let it be a free download, you know, and they just promote it because they just care about the clout, you know, the uh, attention they're going to get because a lot of people are on DatPiff and you're going to get streams, plays, and people going to know your name, who you are, and then boom. Next thing you know, you just take off like and a I'm rocket. Not, I'm not super knowledgeable in the music industry terms and what classifies web. I thought that that's what always was the point of a mixtape. Like I'm just putting some something out for free versus yeah. charging you for it. Exactly, exactly. Like you just throw away. Well, in the throw in the early in the early days though of the mixtape phase, it was kind of another way of making CD sales under the table without it being an actual album, but it was an album. Mm-hmm. Because another thing, the reason why you could make money from mixtapes, Derek, to answer your question, mm-hmm. mixtapes used to be the thing. And like I said, to some degree, they still are. Mixtapes was also a thing where when you partnered with the DJ, the DJ would actually play a hidden unreleased track that's original. Uh, so, it was, it was so when you did it through the DJ, Okay. You bought it because you wanted to hear that exclusive music. 
not yeah. the freestyles, yeah. but the exclusive music that you knew was not going to be on that album or was something leaked before the album. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, right. you know, but uh, yes, yeah, so I found myself on some Wale, like I said, uh, with the old school mixtapes, man. Um, kind of went back on my old school vibes again, you know what I'm saying? Had a little Temptations, a little uh, mm-hmm. Curtis Mayfield, a little uh-huh. bit of, uh, you know what I'm saying? Otis Redding, you know, I found myself in those, you know, I'm a grown man, old school bag a little bit. Um, Drinking and, uh yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, and uh, you should do a sample course, of one of the, uh, like I, I definitely want to hear you on an Otis Redding sample. It's it's gonna be it's definitely gonna come, you know what I'm saying? Uh I, I I'm gonna try my best to do one without having to freestyle to Otis, but I'm gonna definitely yeah. see what we can do about that for sure. Cause that would be nice to do. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. definitely gotta bring it into the Memphis one time, and that you know, that's definitely a Memphis OG. So yeah, uh that'll be fun to do. Um found myself uh well speaking of Memphis. You know, uh, went into a Yo Gotti phase uh, for a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Yo Gotti, Young G, you know, kind of, kind of back to the to the streets a little bit. But uh, for the most part, yeah, that was that was about it. You know, I, I had a little RB mix in there too. You know, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, I guess you could say a little bit of Ursha Baby, a little bit of uh, you know, what I'm saying uh, little Trey songs. Believe it or not, uh, you know, <laughs> that's a name that doesn't go really. Un- unnoticed anymore, you know what I'm saying? A guy named Trey Songs, you know, right? go figure, you know. That's a good mix up, sir. You yeah. should start sharing your your own playlist with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I will, guys. Uh, Whatever you're listening to that day, send it. I do, it. I do. Like real talk, real talk. No lie. When I did on the day I was feeling old school, right? I was at the job, and I was playing my old school playlist. I'm talking. About I had my coworker. It was just me and my coworker that day. Uh, we didn't have our full team, so it was literally just me and him in the back, just straightening up merch and everything. And like, dude, I'm talking about this man was I had this man jamming so hard, man. Like, hey, bro, what you know about that, man? I'm talking about this man was back here, like he was singing in the shower, boy. This man yeah, was over I here just grooving. I'm like, uh huh, yeah, you think I do all that, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was just hitting left to right. There was not one song to skip off that playlist. So, yeah, you know. I like to share some of those with y'all, man. Y'all already know it's coming, but uh, <laughs> but uh, let's let's transition uh to Miss Janine, the Queen of Clatchet. This is the Queen of Clatchet's corner, where oh, yeah. uh, she shares on if we got any entertainment news or anything we need to catch up on that that happened over time with our hiatus to now. What's like what's been going on, Kazo? Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely want to talk about what um, Derek previewed Jasmine Sullivan's project. Um, the streets was hungry and we didn't even know it. Like it was yes. perfect. Yes. <laughs> perfect timing, perfect vibe. It was wonderful. Yes. And, and um, I don't think Jasmine Sullivan really gets the credit that she deserves or her name doesn't come up when people start wanting to name these great R&B artists. Only is her pen amazing, but her voice is beyond me. Yes. Yeah. She, she, um, he looks mesmerized. If you're not on YouTube right now, I wish you could see this. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm speechless with her. Like she, she, (laughs) um, she's amazing. And this, so I, 
at first I did not really I thought this was an album at first um because actually that's actually how it was uh presented mm-hmm. but um you know I think she went on Twitter or something like that and said please stop calling this an album this is not an album this is an EP which made more sense to me because it was only like 30 minutes long um but after hearing that track with her and Ari uh, Ari Lennox I want to hear a collab album from them. I want, I need a Jasmine Ari collab album. Like I need that now. That would be a great idea. Yeah. You see, it's so funny that you should say that because there was another artist that she featured on with in this project mm-hmm. that I said these two need a collab project because I would. Love to vibe to these two. She and my boy Anderson Pack, baby. Yes. yes. Oh my yes, goodness. Yes, yes, yes. Boy, yes. talk about. Yeah. Oh, I'm just cruising. I was literally down uh scenic highway. You know what I'm saying? Riding on 78. Next thing I know, that track came on. Like, oh snap! Yo, what's this? And I yeah. hear my boy Pack. I say, is that Pack? Yeah. my boy Pack. Oh yeah, I love Pack because like he he gives us old school f- funky vibes, you know. Mm-hmm. He, it's yeah. it's still good music. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. Like that has, has he, to happen. Has he done something with Bruno? I was just about to ask the same thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think I they have collabed. Be surprised. They they need to do something soon too. But I agree. Even though I could not sing a word, because based on what you know, Ari, uh, Ari and Jasmine were talking <laughs> about, I you can envision was, it being done. I, yes, for sure. Yeah, but I like I I can't sing that. I like to be able to sing along with my, you know a lot of the R and B music <laughs> that I listen to. That one is not an, a, a word of that cannot be uttered. From me, yeah, you like, just gotta play that in the background. Just play and just like, oh, admire <laughs> their voices. That's it. <laughs> the melodies. There um, you go. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I need I need an album from them like ASAP because they they that's not even a uh, that's not even a collab that I have had ever thought about. Like of all the of all the people that I thought maybe Ari could work with, I don't know why Jasmine never came to mind. But yeah, we need to see that soon. They they killed mm-hmm. that. Uh, uh, R&B has R&B has its leaders. Again, we were we, we R&B for a while had like no one to lead the charge. I think Ari and Jasmine are the ones to to carry that. I think they're they're the ones that could definitely do that. Um, because they just killed it. They kill it. I, like I'm every still time. playing it. Yeah, every single time. There's there's not a miss. I don't I don't know if I've ever heard something that they that either one of them have done individually that there's there has been a miss. So you know yeah. what I love about them and about um and, and, and about the songs you like but can't sing. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> like we're we're in this time of like what what being like a confident woman is like what being sexually confident is and everybody thinks that that looks like a city girls or that that looks like a meg the um, stallion but y- y- y'all aren't looking at jasmine sullivan and and 
Janae, and they're saying the same things. <laughs> it's all about confidence and about owning your situation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh in a different way. Yeah, forgot about Janae Aiko too. Yeah. 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 There's another. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, even though even though all her her songs do kind of sound alike <laughs> at times, it does sound like sound. yeah, she does have definitely have a, has a sound, but it sounds great. It doesn't sound mm-hmm. like you know something that I can't listen to. Um, I don't know. I think I think R and B. If if there are artists that follow their charge, R and B will be in a better place than it's that it, uh, than it's been in what twenty years. Close to 20 years. You think it isn't where it's been because you're looking at like talent pool or because R&B has now become more of like a subgenre under thing. They're not like on the radio anymore. You don't see it as much. I, I think it's I think it's a little bit of the artist pool and the fact that R&B has you have singers that are trying to rap. You remember when we were having rappers that were singing for a while and, and you know, it was okay, but um, having them try to go into the lane of rapping has kind of killed the genre a little bit, like, mm, okay. or brought it to a standstill, I'll, I'll say that, because I think the last wave of R&B, we had Neo, we had uh, uh, Usher, we had uh, Trey, we Mario Mario yeah we like all of those that was like the last wave and Alicia Keys I mean oh, God I can't forget about oh her. I was listening to her. yeah uh, I, I mean that that era was the last great wave of R and B and and the prime <laughs> the prime was definitely the nineties I don't care what anyone says but um that was the last wave and it kind of came to a standstill after they went to go do other things so it's good to hear r&b get back to its roots like i don't want to if i want to hear an r&b project i want to hear a full r&b project i don't want to hear the the hybrid of of sounds where where you're doing a little bit of singing and then you're also doing rap or trap or whatever it is you want to do not to say that artists should not have the freedom to do it but when when you're when you're claiming to be an R and B artist, to me, it has to be the true, authentic R and B. I don't want manufactured R and B. I want you are an R and B purist. Yes, yes. Just like I'm a rap purist, I love lyrics. You know what I'm saying? Like that. I guess I'm just an old school music head. I I don't I don't like. Um some of the the immersion and the fusion that we've seen i i i, I don't like that i don't like that i i, I like what we used to have <laughs> which kind of sounds you know old you're but. you're just the um, uncle now like what are y'all listening to you don't know good <laughs> uh, music back in my day we listened to that that's us now yes and, and, I'm okay. and, and it's kind of hard to accept <laughs> these new versions of what we think is amazing yeah but that's kind of what's happening yeah i'm okay <laughs> with it. And the uncle. yeah yeah I, i'm i can understand I'm that. okay with that 
that's that's definitely me with hip hop. So I could understand it. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. Yeah. I totally agree. Uh, man, let's <laughs> salute to that. This this salute may not that. be on the same page, but now that I'm thinking about it, somebody else that I revisited um, on what I think or what's in my ears was the uh, weekend. I was listening to the weekend's yes. last album. Yes. Yes. After hours, the after hours or the dark hours or whatever. And after hours. Is he pop? Like, like what category would you put him in is my first question. I don't know. He's a little ambiguous. Yeah, he's a little ambiguous. He makes sexy vampire music. (laughs) That needs to be his genre. Does it not sound like Twilight. a scene inside of the Queen Queen of the Damned and like a slow, sexy vampire comes walking? It's amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, but this this last album I liked it because it had like eighties kind of. Mm-hmm. But again, he 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 can't fit into a genre. But yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there. Sorry, that's that's no, that's it's a, cool. That's a good point. That's a good point. It's cool. I kind of actually forgot to throw a little artist in myself, uh, a duo, actually, which is a throwback because you don't really get a lot of duos. And uh, this is a very underground hip hop duo. But I found myself listening to some Earth Gang. Oh, Oh, and uh, yes, you know, this is actually my first time checking them out, believe it or not, Uh, only because I knew about them. I had heard about them. I just never got around to really checking them out. And uh, was uh, chopping it up with a friend, and like he was just like, "Yo, man, they say Earth Gang is like a modern day Outcast." I'm like, "Really?" You know? He's like, "Yeah." And then you know, there's they different, like Outcast got this swag, you know. And then it's like, mm-hmm. there's this one cat that literally is like a reincarnation of Three Stacks. And I'm like, "Really? Okay, interesting." So I started checking them out feeling the vibes man very different yeah. very different yeah. but uh another dream yeah. artist if, if outcast was uh reincarnated that definitely would be these gentlemen pretty yeah. sure yeah pretty sure you know let me ask you this this is kind of a this is kind of well this is off base but do you think dreamville has the best collection of artists today That's tough because I think about so, good yeah. music. Mm-hmm. And I that's, think about t- and I think about TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's it's gonna be hard. I don't know. Yeah, because see yeah. TD, good music. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's tough. That's they're tough. Up, they're up there. I, I'm I there's not one artist that they've had that when I listen to their music, I'm not I'm not impressed by. I, it's 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 a great collection of artists. They have a great roster. Yeah, that's that's that is yeah. amazing. But I need to hear some more Ari Lennox, man. I just that's my girl, man. That's yeah. my girl. I love her. Ari is mesmerizing. Yeah, she don't follow me on Twitter, by the way. I don't know why. Dear I'm Ari, I'm kind of hurt by that. You're listening to this. <laughs> One more thing. Come on she will She's be following, following him back. Again. He loves you. She's gonna follow you. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love it, man. You gotta yeah. love it. Let me tell you. Um, so 
I guess, uh, you know, I'll uh, bring up a very interesting retro ride for you guys, right? Mm-hmm. With, uh, you know, I was telling you guys about the evolution of hip hop and the series on Netflix. So I remember initially when I first saw it, you know, they had, I think, about four episodes in the first season. So I saw it, paid it attention, but I didn't because, in all due respect, it starts off with a bunch of New York history because, as you know, hip hop is based out of New York. So it was like, all right, cool, but I ain't a New Yorker. So mm. it's like, I can't really get into the history. Then I found out they had more seasons. And then they started talking my language. Because then, all of a sudden, they started talking about the South. Then you got to Houston. Mm-hmm. You got to Atlanta. You got Atlanta. to Memphis. You know what I'm saying? You got to Florida. Then all of a sudden, things was really adding up now. Because then it was like a memory lane. Oh, and I can't forget Louisiana, of course, in the midst of that as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, I really found it dope when I found out. Didn't even really seem to think about that because, you know, and maybe you guys can agree because we're all in the same age range. So like growing up at that time, you know, I just remember hearing all these artists around the same time. Mm-hmm. Never really seemed to think about the fact that when it came to Memphis and they brought up Memphis artists, you know, I never quite thought about the fact. Well, first of all, actually, let me before I even get to that, what's cool about Outcast is that they, well, actually, fun fact to a lot of people who didn't know, I found this very, very informative about the city of Atlanta in general. The reason why Atlanta is the music mecca that it is today, hip hop is in Atlanta because of a New Yorker that introduced hip hop to Atlanta. Never really realized that until they actually brought that up. One New Yorker moved from New York to Atlanta. He tried to introduce hip hop to Atlanteans who did not know what this hip hop thing was. They weren't really gravitating to it because he wasn't one of them. And it took someone from Atlanta to embrace hip hop for it to then kind of trend into what it trended into. And yet somehow it's crazy. Hip hop was based out of New York and still even with the Atlanta Mecca today, still owes it to New York because the New Yorker brought hip hop out here to Atlanta to then kind of Atlanta just took it from that point on and made it its own flavor. And have not given it back. And have not given it back. But still, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) That was an interesting fact. So, of course, oh, man. Honestly, it was a guy that I have to go back and remember his name. That's what I thought. Okay. It's not not anyone. It's literally literally nobody that you would know. Nobody we would know. This person is so before our time that... Yeah. We wouldn't even remember this name. He's one of the, he's just one of those founding fathers where you don't know the name, doesn't ring a bell, doesn't register, but you kind of salute it because you're like, okay, so basically, if it was not for you, the artists that we have had here in Atlanta probably wouldn't have existed. I don't 
or if they would have reasonable people yeah i think most reasonable people would be like okay obviously if if you are a hip-hop head you know where it started it started in new york so obviously we would have had to get it from them i just think it was you know, at that point where Outkast was at the Source Awards and was like, Anna got something to say, the South got something to say. It was just that period of where y'all is not trying to respect us because we're from, mm-hmm. the, we're all country, apparently. Yeah, you know, and that was that was what I really enjoyed personally about these newer seasons because it told the story of the South. Because again, as a southerner even though you know there's a little northerner in me i'm mostly in my southern bag you know what i'm saying mostly is where most of my heritage and my grown-up life is from is the south so Mm -hmm. i understood more of the southern culture than i did the northern culture of music so it's like the outcasts the no limits the three six mafias the ugks yeah you get what i'm saying the uncle luke's Mm -hmm. the little johns and the east side boys is you know all of these eras Mm -hmm. were definitely more relatable so the thing about it was what was interesting speaking of outcast cuzzo even that was interesting because i never really paid attention to the fact that that actually was around the time of the east coast west coast beef and here we are in the south like well we're not east (laughs) we're not west we are the South, baby. Right. We ain't got We're nothing to do South. with We have nothing to do <laughs> with y'all Not and y'all got going on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I always found that kind of funny now when I look back at it, especially because here's little old outcast, you know, just we're going to win this source award, you know, Snoop Dogg like, oh, y'all ain't got love for the West Coast. Ooh, you know. Could you yeah. imagine being like our age? I'm like in in real time seeing all of this happen. Like that's yeah. such a uh, had such they an had social time. media back then. Oh. Man. Oh no. Man. Oh my Tell God. me about it. Oh y'all. I sit there every day and looking back at that, I was just like, wow. Yeah, if social media was a thing back then, <laughs> oh boy. That Suge Knight that video beef, alone. That beef would have grown a lot faster. I think it probably would have gotten a lot uh, more dangerous. Yeah, it would have been harder sure. to die out too. Yeah. It would have yeah. been a lot harder for it to die out. Yeah, though, because yeah. Of fact, you had to travel to get to somebody. Like it yeah. took a few steps. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Oh, just yeah. inbox them, actually, like, hey, meet up here. You had to actually hate that person. In order yeah, like to, I had to put effort into finding you and whooping that ass. Like I had right. to really not like you. I am yeah. telling you. Or yeah. like a coincidental thing. Like oh, we in the same place at the same time. Right. You know. <laughs> But 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 real talk. What I want to say is, um, you know, Nien, I thought about that time. You know, when we had uh, our our native North Atlanta guest on the show. You know what I'm saying? I thought about the fact that when I asked you guys, who do you consider to be your residential king of Atlanta? You know, you guys automatically went and said three stacks and. I asked another native Atlantean the same question and he actually kind of agreed with that for the most part because of the fact that he brought up the source awards and the fact that the emotion, which they even touched about in this was the emotion of what Andre said mm-hmm. with, I feel like the South got something to say and it seemed like ain't none of y'all trying to hear it. I just want to know what it is. Like, what's up with that? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. The real emotion that Andre brought to the front 
in the middle of an East Coast, West Coast beef at that. Yeah. Letting y'all know we got we got talent out here in the South. We got something to say. Yeah. And look at what that catapulted ever since. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Andre. You see what I'm saying? So it's 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 so crazy to see how far the South has come from you know and again it's love you know again if you're listening and you're from the west you're from the east side you know hey there's nothing wrong with either or it's just talking about the life of the south and how it rose musically Mm -hmm. and culturally Mm -hmm. you know from the people in houston telling y'all about chopped and screwed and how that originated you know what i'm saying cadillacs and candy paint you know what i'm saying sipping on perp you know how that's legit something that they do that's southern culture in texas yeah the way they live you know what i'm saying yeah coming to atlanta where they talked about you know like literally crump music you know what i'm saying and 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 just a way of dance and snap and culture and flavor what a time that crump (laughs) (laughs) which we're gonna get to we're gonna get to because here's 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 what i found (laughs) now here's an interesting fact about that era and what catapulted that that i found out and had no clue of as a native memphian you know they transition and they bring out the memphis you know they, they, they they talk about the history of memphis music and how three six came about and how memphis music came about things of that nature so as three six was starting to hit they kind of rise mm-hmm. it was interesting that i never really realized well for one a lot of people say well okay the name three six mafia obviously represents a lot right of course Especially and if they, you're in the church yeah 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 okay they try obviously. to explain like oh it doesn't mean if you're saying it was like six members at first and then it came down to three. So it was like, oh, we're going to do three, six mafia. Y'all know, hey, <laughs> y'all know what y'all was doing. They try to clean that up but real see, nice. But see how DJ Paul explained it, you know, uh, initially they were all fans of horror music. I mean, horror music, horror films. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? The Freddies, the Jasons, the Michael Myers, the Leatherface, all of that. They love horror films. And so the, the, the darkness and the suspense music you got from horror films is what initially created their sound they took the suspense and the darkness of horror music and then they put memphis chop flavor sounds in it which created a whole different sound which then created the anthems and the chants that they made yeah that's interesting now here's what really got me was that three six mentions the fact that I never really paid that much attention, but they were kind of viewed at as like a hip hop rock star group. They was on like some real that. rock star type feels. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But a time, right? Mm-hmm. But what really got me was how the influence of three six and the music they made is what actually created crunk music in Atlanta. Because Lil John really? actually made chant music from the chant music that three six was doing in memphis so i found that very Hmm. very interesting i never really paid attention or realized how those cultural influences created these eras the way they did 
That's interesting. Now that you say that, because you know Memphis is known for, for that yeah ho, right? Yeah. yeah. But then we have that ATL. It's oh. the same thing. Oh, we're all family. Look we're all family. family. Look at that. You see what I'm saying? You never <laughs> put the two together. You never put the two together. So this is why I say, this is why I love this series so much, Evolution of Hip Hop. So here's another fun fact that I learned and never thought about. Let's transition to yet another thing that brings Atlanta into the fray. As I talked to you guys earlier and mentioned the mixtape era and the mixtape phase and what 50 Cent did, he revolutionized the whole era of the mixtape phase of life. Right. Well, what's interesting is that a certain up-and-coming rapper at the time of when that was happening by the name of T.I. happened to see what 50 was doing up there and said, hey, we need that down south. We need to do something like that out here. Next thing you know, trap music is born. And to this day, the sound that you hear is nonetheless trap sound. Yeah. They introduced what the producer for TI at the time who created the trap sound, the way the instrumental and the drums and the snares. And it was like, man, mind blowing that Curtis 50 Cent Jackson sparked something and Tip Harris? Huh. That is very Trap music. Who would have thought all of that was so connected, y'all? That is so beautiful to watch like a documentary like that. It really where people took the time to put the pieces of the puzzle together. Because sometimes we're so caught up in the I am from the South or I'm from the West Coast that you don't see how we're all influencing and helping and inspiring each other each other and it's a evolution agreed because even even with the west coast what i learned was before nwa actually brought the west coast to the forefront and introduced rap to the west coast Mm -hmm. because that's all nwa that did that because before nwa the west coast was not exactly known for rap they were known for Basically, 80s-like music, like the, yeah, like uh, the very like techno-ish sound. Yeah, that techno-ish type of sound, yeah. you know? Hip-hop was never known out there. And yeah. then out comes these three gentlemen, you know? Dr. Dre, Easy e you know? Ice Cube, they come together, they form this NWA thing, and they tell you, just like Andre, which is also fitting, that the West has something to say. Right, you know? right. Hence, that then takes off. But you know what was really interesting to me, and again, I hate to be that guy because New York, I got love for y'all, but why y'all gotta hate on people when they kind of start their own version of what you created? Because they hated on the West Coast for what they did, mocking them with the Jerry curls. They showed little rap beefs where people <laughs> was mad at NWA because they just blew up and mm-hmm. made the West Coast known for hip-hop now. Mm-hmm. They were hating and booing on the South because Outkast wins a Source Award and they looking like the best promising hip-hop duo. I don't understand it, guys. Y'all the innovators. 
but people like to take what you know, just mm-hmm. like what we just said about R and B, just like what we just said about hip hop. Now, y'all I wanted think... to be the uncles. <laughs> that and too, I think we're just also we're we're also trying to get people out of the mindset or into like, there's enough out here for everybody. Like just yeah. because the West Coast has their thing going on. That doesn't mean that we're taking any money out of your pocket. We aren't stealing your fans. It's just more shit for people to listen to and get into. Mm-hmm. And it's, it was it's, it was a lot of ego that was involved with it too. There was a lot of ego that was involved with it. That's that's honestly, we, with you talking about uh, uh, Fifty um, inspiring uh, Ti, as petty as he is, I don't. I don't think I've ever heard him talk about that in terms of being the inspiration like the behind track. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't, I've never, I don't think I've ever heard him talk about that. Is that something he even knows? He probably, about? he probably didn't even realize or know about it. See, the, Bro, again, that's the beauty know. of uh, uh, yeah. evolution of hip hop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Evolution of hip hop, mm. that's one of those things that makes this documentary so cool. Because it, as Janine mentioned, you know, it, it shows you the evolution of how each coast and each era just created another era. Right. You know, and it didn't even get into the Soldier Boy era yet. So I'm excited to see if there's another season that is coming because it still has to get into the crank that era. They, they need to talk about uh, Soulja Because Boy. that's a whole nother era because that introduced the social media era. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the ringtone, yeah. ringtone era. So, yes. so we're talking about coast, East Coast South. Where would you put like a Bone Thugs and Harmony, or like a Do or Die, or like a Twister? Like, are they their mm-hmm. own thing, or would you consider them South? Like, where do they go? Generally, they usually call that the Midwest. No, in the Midwest, right? Generally. But I feel like they didn't. They never had like. I, don't, I guess they didn't have like a wave of artists to dominate that established. You know what I'm saying? If that makes sense. I get, I get what you mean. Yeah, because I know with uh, with Bone Thugs and Harmony, for example, like they were different in their sound because they are the originators of melodic rap. In the terms of, yeah, yeah. they were the ones that originated what you have in a sound today of fast rap meets melody behind your raps Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know and they looked like guys who came out of the west coast yeah i initially used to think that growing up they dressed like they were from the west coast i thought they were from the west yeah i found out they were from cleveland wow didn't expect that yeah but that is something to think about though what would you call it i mean again i always thought it was just considered midwestern but that is an interesting thought. They are above the South in terms yeah. of direction. Which, by the way. Which, by the way, what? <laughs> oh, Derek had a thought. Derek had a yeah, thought. Yeah, because I, I struggle with this part. Because directionally, even though the South, mm-hmm. you know, comprises of a lot of states, I don't necessarily think of Florida as the south you know what i'm saying like i don't i don't think about it like especially especially with with the way they sound 
they sound completely different than what you would normally hear in the South. And I think that might also be because they're comprised of so many cultures in Florida um, that it doesn't have that that unique sound that like Atlanta does. It's just it's a melting pot. But I don't even think of Florida. Like I know directionally, I know it's south. It's southern. It's, it's south. Right. Like like on a map, I know where it's at. But yeah. Musically, <laughs> musically, when you talk about the south, I don't think about Florida. Mm-hmm at all no that that's agreed because uh that was another coast let's let's talk about a quick thought and and a quick little uh fact about florida mm-hmm. to those who do know a resident by the name of uncle luke mm-hmm. you know well florida's known for that bouncy bouncy yeah. you know shake your you know derriere type music yeah. right now here's the thing though <laughs> Yeah, yeah there he is. Yeah. <laughs> a little old school, right? Yeah, that was so it. classy. So much <laughs> but uh, check this out. Check this out. Here's the thing, Uncle Luke. Now we again were probably way too young to remember this. Thanks to the evolution of hip hop on Netflix for actually bringing this up. Uncle Luke went on a special trial back in the day because, well, let's just say uh, Uncle Billy was kind of hating on Uncle Luke. And Uncle Billy and Auntie Sarah felt like, you know, uh, this music is just way (laughs) too degrading and explicit. And, (laughs) you know, they see it all over your face. Because I was saying, I was like, hold on, who's Uncle Billy? I'm like, did I know that? I'm like, is this a... Is he an OG rapper? Like what? <laughs> but I see where you're going. I see where you're going. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. You see, you see, this is, this is yeah, 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 yeah. We're here. We're here. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Uncle Billy and Auntie Susan, you know, uh-huh. they 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 felt like this music was too degrading, too revealing, too out there and explicit, you know. Mm-hmm. So they tried to sue Uncle Luke in a case and this case was so important and monumental that had it gone the other way hip-hop to this day may not be what it is in terms of fcc airwaves that's interesting this one case which by the way uncle luke did win yeah yeah hip-hop wins people hip-hop won however this case at the time was so freaking crucial that guys, it easily could have went the other way. And had it done that, hip hop would not be. And this goes for R&B as well, because we know R&B has its moments, especially mm-hmm. modern day, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We would have been completely censored. I mean, completely censored. I'm I'm about to watch this because that that's um I've seen that on Netflix. I've never thought about Man. checking it out. I don't even know why. Just never thought Brother. about checking it out. How this many seasons? Series. It's about four seasons, but each season is only four episodes. Oh, okay. five at most. So you okay. can get through it so quickly. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. here's one of my favorite episodes that you guys will really appreciate. 
and I know we appreciate it because I appreciate it and we'll definitely appreciate this because of the sounds of music and these guys and girls actually made a lot of classics. The era of the super producers, as they call it. Mm, yeah. The super producers. You may ask, well, what's a super producer? Well, let me break it down to you guys, courtesy of Evolution of Hip Hop. You see, the super producer was the individual that could do pretty much everything. They could write, they could sing, they could rap, and more importantly, they could make actual music. Mm-hmm. So the origin of these super producers comes from a guy by the name of Teddy Riley. And Teddy Riley moved to Virginia Beach, Virginia. That's right. A home that is actually a part of me. The third city that is all a part of my origin, ladies and gentlemen. I so shout out to the VA. <laughs> yes, it is. It's just, it, it means a lot yeah. knowing that this very city musically got put on the map because of one Teddy Riley who also discovered this duo by the name of the Neptunes. Yes. Two guys who were very yeah. out there and very different, very... Strange, Teddy Riley held a talent show, a local talent show, which these guys performed at and they murdered it so much to where Teddy Riley decided to bring him under his label and bring him underneath him and allow him to be a part of their producing team. Here's the thing though, guys, at some point, it wasn't meshing the way you would have thought though. Pharrell, Chad, the Neptunes, they actually learned a lot under the wing of Teddy Riley, but they weren't really grasping because their sound was that different. Mm -hmm. So when they branched off, next thing you know, they blew up because they were doing music for a lot of local artists. And then next thing you know, they've made hits upon hits upon hits upon hits for everybody, where everybody wanted to beat from the Neptunes. Mm-hmm. And then lo and behold, as the Neptunes blew up, Pharrell himself said, you know, someone else needs a piece of this pie. So he calls a residential friend of his, personally like family, by the name of Timberland Love and Missy Elliott. Ah, but wait, Timberland actually discovered Missy Elliott because Missy Elliott was a part of an all-girls group. Yeah, And in the process of him getting put on, he said, hey, I need you. We got to make this magic in the thing. And before you know it, guys, that Tim and Missy Connect was born. Yeah, Tim making the magic with the beats. Missy making the hooks and writing the songs. And before you know it, all of these classics were born. And it didn't stop there. Because then we transitioned to the Midwest where there was a nice young up-and-coming guy swag full of a little bit of arrogance but nonetheless a guy who was so musically talented ladies and gentlemen i am talking none other than the one and the only kind yay west Mm -hmm. the man who could rap really could rap but people didn't care to know it or want to know it because the guy was such a phenomenal producer Mm -hmm. they didn't even want to acknowledge that he could rap 
they stole stories of this man literally jumping on the table just to rap in front of Jay-Z and this man's not even paying him one ounce of attention. Not even caring. Not one bit. But when that beat hit, all mattered. Until they finally decided to give this man a chance with a song by the name of Through the Wire. Yeah. The rest is history. The era of the super producers is one of my personal favorite episodes because again, had it not been for the super producers who changed the history and the face of music completely again from where it had already gone, oh, man, there's no telling where a lot of these artists of today would be because a lot of artists aspire to do a little bit of everything because of those super producers. Yeah. Gone are the days where all you had to do was just write a song. All you had to do was produce a track. It used to be choose which one you want to be. The writer, the rapper, the singer, or the producer. No longer do you have to choose. You could be all of those things to this day. Evolution of hip-hop, guys. How many mainstream uh, super, super producers do we have now? I know Cole is one, but... Kendrick's another. Kendrick, yeah, for sure, for sure. Kendrick's another. Um, but aside, oh from gosh, him, Anderson Pack's one. I was just about yes. to say, would yes. he be considered one? Bruno might be considered one. Is Black one? Hmm. He very well could be. He very well that's could a, be. That's something I, I haven't even. I know. Big Crit is one because Big Crit definitely yeah. produces yeah. his own yeah. stuff. So yeah, yeah. Um, man, they are all over. To be completely honest, they are practically everywhere. I have a, I have a, I have a, a mad respect for artists in general, but I have a deeper appreciation for the super producers because there's no way, like. That's not something that that is easy at all to do. Like, that's one of the reasons I think that's kind of like um, actually disappointed me about Kanye is because his old, you know, old school Kanye was like on it, but it just seems like he's just kind of either allowed things to distract him or he just doesn't care about the artistry as much it's 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 weird i can't well let me not say he doesn't care but it seems like it seems like he just doesn't care so i would like to see him come out with something else uh pretty soon so to to combat that because i definitely didn't i well i'll tell you this i didn't listen to that that uh was that jesus album was the name of it jesus jesus is king king yeah i didn't listen, I listen to, that. to it like twice I didn't. I, I wasn't interested in that. Mm. But wow, yeah. I want. I, I want to see something else from him. I want him to get back to to the old Kanye. A question and a thought that we all think about for a lot. But if you haven't checked it out, ladies and gentlemen, I definitely say check out Evolution of Hip Hop. Yeah. The series is on Netflix and trust me, it will not only take you down. No, I said series, not Siri. 
Bye, <laughs> Siri. Nosy, doesn't she? Like, girl, I'm not talking to you. Yes, yes, I know, I know. It's just like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yes, but anyways, <laughs> before I was so rudely interrupted, guys, uh, check that out if you haven't already. It will reminisce a lot if you're a modern day you know, Gen Zer, then it'll at least teach you the history, you know what I'm saying? And if you're like us and you grew up in a certain era, then uh, yeah, it's going to really take you down memory lane and say, man, I remember that because Lord knows I was smiling. And I was feeling like I was that age I was at that time of when all of this was out. Like, yep, those were the days for sure. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, before we actually uh, wrap this thing up and let you guys go, there's one final thing to uh, quickly discuss. Now, Double XL Magazine posted a little list here, a list oh, of wow. uh, notable artists. Yeah. And uh, it has the following caption that says, does ageism still exist in hip hop? Well, let's ask, let's see. The following list of artists contains these artists and their current age. Here we go. You have Eminem, age 48. Kanye West, age 42. Juicy J, age 45. Nas, age 47. Two Chains, age 43. I don't know who LP is, sorry, but uh, <laughs> LP, age 45. <laughs> Uh, Ricky yeah, Rose, I know. I'm sorry, like that I was, was hoping that was E40 at first, but I don't know who that is. But nonetheless, yeah. Rick Ross, uh, 44, Pusha T, age 43. Hey, that kind of rhymes. Uh, Killer Mike, age 44, Jeezy at age 43, Jada Kiss, age 45. Royce the 5'9", age 43, and wow, the one and the only H to the Izzo, V to the Izzo, J-Z at age 51. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I have to ask you guys before we go, what are your thoughts on this? Does ageism still exist in rap or no? If it does, it's the other way around. It's the OGs not wanting to deal with the youngers <laughs> versus yeah. versus the 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 younger folks not wanting to embrace the OGs. Yeah. So if there is any, it's split now. Yeah, I would say that um, that's probably that's probably the only way I can I, I would say ageism is as well because. If you think about it, uh, hip hop hasn't been around long enough for us to have artists that are this age. Like, I think we're, Run DMC is probably, you know, if I'm not mistaken, I would think they're probably the oldest, but I don't think we've been in this place before with, with hip hop to have artists that are this old. Well, remember, you've got LL Cool J. Yeah, was in his. Was rapping for a long time. Yeah, before he fully transitioned into acting. He's, he's in his fifties. Exactly. Yeah. I want to say he's the when he he was he was still rapping in like the mid two thousands. 
Mm-hmm. When you knew, like, okay, wait a minute, you're, you're... <laughs> yeah, headstrong. There you go, Cuzzo. There you go. You see what I'm saying? Um, but you know, uh, uh, Busta Rhymes for crying out loud, who was not mentioned in this list, by the way, because he just I... released an album. Oh my god, just saying, just oh, saying. I still play that one too. That one, one... oh my god, that's one the of the vets. Album. Yeah, one of the vets, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Uh, but I mean, you know, uh, yeah, as far as anybody that would still put maybe you could throw Outcast in there because Big Boy he wasn't mentioned in there and he still will drop an album or single or two here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, we know Andre is obviously just cooling right now, but I mean, for the most Man part, Outcast. Cool. He doesn't need it when he feels like it. There you go. You know, um, when he feels like it. Uh, even Outcast uh, for a while lasted pretty freaking long. So, I mean, it's, it's, uh, oh, can't forget Bun B. Mm-hmm. Sheesh. That man's yeah. featured on everybody's stuff these days. Yeah. But, but at the same time, though, we like, so what I'm asking though is when they're talking about ageism, like Double XL, when they're talking about ageism, are they talking about ageism in terms of the artists themselves just being older, or are they talking about like what Janine was talking about the the um the audience not messing with the older with the, with the younger music versus the younger music younger audience not messing with the older music? It could be a combination of both, honestly. You know, I mean. They do say that there's usually a window to this thing, don't they? Don't they usually say? Yeah, usually, usually the window is around like ten, like it was ten or twenty years. Yeah, yeah. Usually, but I usually think like too, that. like in the grand things, like the age of hip hop is fairly younger than like other genres of music. Yeah. So, so your point of this is our first time being here meaning like in this situation as far as our music choices this is the first time that we've actually been able to see longevity mm-hmm. actually yeah. happen in hip-hop and a great choice of artists to choose from for sure. in that category mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. and, and like that's why I'm, I'm hoping that as time passes that um we'll have a, another group of artists like this when we, when, you know, in the next 20 years, I, I, I would like to believe we could get there. Um, of course, of course, like, like Kendrick, Cole, Drake, Deshaun, uh, like those guys will be there. I think they will be there, but like, who's, who else? And what I what I also would like to know is like why weren't there any female MCs on the list? Well, it goes back to what we asked before with that Nicki Minaj question. Mm-hmm. Who really has the longevity that she had? That's a fact. Because I was listening yeah. to Itty Bitty Piggy uh, a couple of days ago. <laughs> I was like, y'all must have forgot. Yeah. See? Yeah. Yeah. You see? Yeah. There's there's no one. Yeah, that's true. Except maybe Kim. But no one really pays attention to if Kim still raps in the day. No. You see? I, I, 
Nah. It's such a downer. It is. It's weird, I, I think <laughs> It's weird. It'd be yeah. interesting to see where we are in 20 years. It, Missy wasn't mentioned in there. How, how old now, is Missy, that? Missy should have been mentioned for sure. Um, I think it's more so because they like to credit her more in her writing expertise as a writer than they do as a forefront artist. Even though as a forefront mm -hmm. artist, she still puts out stuff and it still hits. Her mm -hmm. music is still different. Um, it is. Surprise Pharrell isn't mentioned in this either, to be honest. I mean, yes. again, as a producer. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I get it, you know? Yeah. I get it. Maybe they just wanted to name a few. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? I don't but, know. It'll be interesting to see where we are in 20 years. It, it will be, it will be. Um, and if we can compare that list to this list, where does it stack? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, where does it stack? I would I would like to know that. Mm -hmm. That is definitely something to think about. So ladies and gentlemen, ponder on that thought, ponder on that note. Imagine who you probably see 10 to 15, 20 years from now. <laughs> yes, yet another good throwback. Now you're going to make me listen to some Rihanna tonight. Thanks, Cuzzo. You're welcome. Anytime thanks. Thanks. Yes, Old Rihanna at that. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. But nonetheless. If I were her, I wouldn't. She's making this money with Fenty. Why would you? Yeah. Go through that, but it is missed. Her voice it is, is missed. It is missed. missed. But I mean, could use her nowadays. She still yeah. influences a lot of people of today. Believe it or oh, not. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Gen Zers are always posting her, calling her bae. So hey, she could Amen. still very well kill it if she wanted. Oh, if she wanted to, I just don't think she wants to. <laughs> I mean, the money I mean, she's making right now, why would you? But you know, that leads me to wonder. That leads me to wonder, though. Guys, I have a topic for the next episode. Let's right. do some research, all right? I want you guys to tell me who, speaking of longevity mm -hmm. and everything, mm -hmm. we talked about R&B. But I noticed we talked about a lot of, we didn't mention, you see, when you mentioned what you mentioned, Mr. Derek, about mm -hmm. R&B and its prime and R&B artists, mm -hmm. you mentioned a lot of males. I would like to okay. know, let's talk about the female R&B artists of all time. I want you guys to construct your lists from any era, 80s, 90s, mid 2000s, That's 2010s. <laughs> we just doing a list? Cause like, Bruh, we doing, like Bruh. what are we doing? Bruh. It's not for discussion. <laughs> Bruh. At this episode. Bruh, that's too easy. But you let me know. Let's, let's, let, we need to record that before next week. <laughs> <laughs> you. Yeah. Let me know for this very next episode. So you guys stay tuned because I want to explore. I would love to know who these individuals have. Amen. Because there I may be a... some names that don't get mentioned and I would love to know why. So therefore. I had a crush on Tony Braxton when I was a kid. Like, <laughs> hold that thought. Nice. I cut my hair when I was like 
four like scissors, snip, snip to like here, all around. Cause I wanted to look like <laughs> Tony Braxton and Monica. In my mind, I was gonna turn into these beautiful you women. And guess who was walking around <laughs> looking like a dickhead? <laughs> <laughs> this one. <laughs> you know what? It's okay. It's okay. Everybody goes through a phase in life. It just so happens R&B looks will do that. <clears throat> you know, who's to say a brother didn't try to rock a Gumby? Nonetheless. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, that ain't it. I think that ain't it. You know, past that. What can I, I say, ladies yeah, and gentlemen? Yeah. As you know, there always comes a time where you just get ready to unwind, and uh, Lord knows it's about that time for us to unwind. So I will say. Thank you so much for joining us right here on Past the Ox. Make sure you follow the Instagram for this very show. P-T-A-O-T-S on Instagram. Make sure you follow the platform under Past the Ox that Past the Ox is broadcasting through. That's right. Follow at O-T-S guys on Instagram, on Twitter, and all things on the sidelines, baby. Make sure you check us out. Follow the uh, website, www.otsguys.com, where you can learn more about us, find out updates, find out more about other shows and contents that we have for you guys. And well, until the next time, I'm Dwayne, that's Janine, and that's Derek. We are passing the ox to you. Ox, pass that. Ox, bobbing through your jaws. Yeah.